The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelo, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelo. I feel like I should say it. I'm Christy Mendelo. <laughs> like a newscast. I, I kind of feel like I should do the Saturday Night Live thing with Chevy Chase, where he says, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Friends, all exceptional teams have one thing in common. The Navy Blue Angels, the SEALs, first responders, elite units, all debrief relentlessly. And they understand that the stakes are very high and their desire to be Any little bit better that they can causes them to open themselves up uh, to every critique. My team in Afghanistan was the same. The crews I flew with in the Marines were the same. And the pilots with whom I work at the airlines, we all open ourselves up to very uh, brutal sometimes debriefing in hopes that we will be just one little bit better and funny story, my nephew's a Navy SEAL, and he and I play online, uh, Battlefield and Call of Duty. And whenever I get killed, probably by some six-year-old wearing SpongeBob pajamas who's up past her 8 o'clock bedtime, <laughs> he gets really mad at me, and he says, just be better. And I think that in our personal lives, all kidding aside, we can open ourselves up to the elements of debriefing in our efforts to be who Jesus wants us to be and to walk in a a way which glorifies him. If it will make us just slightly better, then what more important could we do? Well, I think that's where we would want to be, right? But kind of easier said than done. Yes. So we have to get ourselves there. But I know we've we've debriefed in our marriage as well. And it, it actually it seems a little counterintuitive, but when you are in that safe space where you can just be real, it actually brings you closer through uh, that safe space of just truth. Absolutely. So um, over the last month, we have had uh, some coaches on the show And we've been asking the question, are you coachable? And the point of those conversations is to ask, are you open to change and growth and refinement? And you could also rephrase that and say, do you want to be better? And so uh, as Christians, we have an important role. Uh, We serve a, a loving Lord who sacrificed himself for us. And now in this opportunity, do we not want to be as good as we can? So I think if we're honest with ourselves, asking the question about are we coachable is a difficult and it's a vulnerable question. 
And um, sometimes maybe you didn't have a great flight and you're just dreading the debrief because you know it's going to just come right at you. And so I, I, I get that it can be a bit scary. And with that said, as we uh, move forward with the show, we have a very special guest who I've noticed makes those scary conversations easier. Uh, he's very real. It's not a lot of churchy talk. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy him. Uh, pastor Alec Brunson uh, is with us again, and he is the pastor of Pillar Church. And um hoping in his visit to the show that he will uh, help us to be more comfortable in going where Jesus is trying to lead us. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair way to say that? Well, uh, welcome, Pastor Alec. I'm uh, glad you're here. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the kind words. Um, Very excited true. about the conversation. I genuinely yeah. mean that. Uh, in church on Sunday, Christy and I both laughed in the car on the way home when you were talking about quiet time. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know how you said it exactly, but uh, Pastor Alex said something like, well, Christians have this idea that quiet time is like uh, the true mark of being a Christian. And uh, if <laughs> Ooh, you can say time. I had my quiet time this morning, <laughs> then you'll be all good to go. And uh, it's just that kind of talk, friends, because we're just trying to be real, right. real faith for the real world. Mm -hmm. uh, we want all of us to be leaning forward in our faith in this difficult world. We can't pretend the world's not difficult. We can't pretend we're perfect. We can't pretend that it's not hard. And so um, I guess if there is one thing we're saying, it is asking uh, that we all make friends with uh, the debrief. We all make friends with whatever input will make us the least bit better. So... Before we get too far, would you pray for us? I'd love to. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, um, Lord, we thank you for this time, and uh, we ask that you would use this conversation to shape us and mold us into more of the image of your Son, Jesus. Would you reveal anything in us that's holding us back from looking more like you, and uh, be with us, and as ever, be glorified in this conversation. We love you. We give this time to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. So uh, we've talked about coaching, and if you have not been with us, just to get you up to speed, you know, Christy is a certified coach, okay. and it's a big deal. It takes a lot of work, not just study, not just books, but also practical application to get the hours that are required to demonstrate the core competencies. How am I doing? For you're, you? doing you're doing really good. <laughs> and um, so we've had two great coaches on the show over the past month, and they've both used the same word, partnering. Yeah, so and in that's its simplest form, in the in the ICF, the International Coach Federation definition is a partnering, um, and then there's more to it, but partnering is is exactly the word. And it sounds very simple, uh, but like most things, there are complexities. But I wanted to bring this scripture to your attention. Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse three says, "I fear lest somehow your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ." And so it's kind of like theology. It's kind of like religion. Uh, sometimes it can make something that should be a natural, heartfelt conversation between us and our Creator sound so much more complicated than it is. And then the work that's required to be who He wants us to be can sometimes just seem so hard. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Why does it? Uh, why, how does it get so hard sometimes? Uh, when I was thinking about this question. 
Romans 8.29 came to mind as well, where we have this promise from the Lord that we will be conformed to the image of Jesus. So as Christians, we have this promise. We are going to look like Jesus, um, but the process of getting there is the difficult part. And between here and there, how do we become more like Jesus? And that's where talking about coaching can be a part of that, partnering with other people, having other input in our lives. But often, because of our sin... (laughs) our sinful nature, um, the old man that's clinging on, even though we've been made new in Christ, even though it is our future that we will look like him, often our sin is clinging on and holding us back from uh, the change that we want to see in our lives and that we want the Holy Spirit to bring about. Yeah, I think one distinction to always make sure we're speaking to when we talk to, talk about coachability or coaching is that it's not advice giving and talking about those things that hold us back. It's when, well, you should do this and you, you know, you're wrong here type of thing. That is one of the areas our walls go up. And so then we aren't coachable. But when we are in that safe space with Christ, mm-hmm. looking at his words and it transforming our mind and it's an inside job, then then we do change and look more like Jesus. Right. Yeah, friends, I hope uh, if you missed the previous shows that give you a little background on coaching, I hope you'll go back and listen to them. You can find them at kkht.com or uh, iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast app. All you have to do is search Courageous Christianity with Richard Mandelow and they'll pop up. Or you can go to our website, CourageousChristianity.today. Our brand new website. Our brand new it's website. super cool. Yay. CourageousChristianity.today. So much on there, uh, lots of content, and even the opportunity for prayer requests. Absolutely. So please go back and listen to those shows because it talks about what coaching is. And the reason why it's so important to me and this whole month has been so special to me is because if you read uh, Matthew, if you read Luke— um, yes, Mark, uh, absolutely, John, Jesus is the coach. Yeah. He rarely tells people anything. What to do. <laughs> he always comes with questions. And, you know, in my conversations with him, um, when I've said something, sometimes uh, I'm praying and I'll say, well, Lord, such and such and such and such. And uh, I remember this one time he just said to me, is that true? And I was, uh, I took a pause and it wasn't true. It was my perspective and that was different from what is really true. And he just asked me, and it, it, the coaching of Christ is just so amazing. Powerful questions. But there's nothing that says it's not going to be vulnerable. Right. Yeah. So um, to kind of sort of lead into... This next part uh, read in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6, the prophet said, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to our own way. And so in the coaching of Christ, if we're being called to truth, is that true? Then it makes sense that it would be a little bit hard because I'm on my own program and I kind of don't really like being told that I'm on my own program. Right. That's hard, right? Well, our current cultural moment says that (laughs) whatever you want to be, however you feel, whatever you internally want, you you make that happen. And the thing about Christianity, the thing about Jesus, and the thing about coaching 
is in reality, we need somebody outside of ourselves to tell us who we are, to remind us of what is true. And it is in those moments where we can really become who Jesus wants us to be. Mm. It's not all just internal and however we feel in the moment. That's right. Yeah, that's so important. Friends, uh, this conversation is going to take an interesting turn in the second segment because what Pastor Alec just touched on is a huge concept when he said we have to get outside of ourselves. And when we come back, we're going to talk about closed systems versus open systems. And I studied this a lot in regard to Marine Corps culture and aviation safety culture. And I think it will illuminate the conversation a lot and help us to get out of the echo chamber of our ideas, which, though wonderful to hear your own voice, uh, you got to just imagine Jesus asking you, is that true? The ultimate coach. And we know that's written in the black and white uh, words of the Bible and his love. So stay with us. We're going to come back shortly. God's Word says that He loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940, or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mindelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We have a wonderful guest with us today, Pastor Alec Brunson, and he's very special to Christy and I. He is our pastor, and we have become members of the church that he is responsible for. What an amazing responsibility. Pillar Church in Conroe, Texas. That is. And um, we've asked him on the show as part of the Are You Coachable series because he's got a very real way of helping us into some of the difficult conversations and the difficult places that we actually need to go in order to get real with Christ. Um, And so before the break, uh, you made a comment about getting outside yourself. And so when we were talking about those elite teams debriefing, hey, I can think that I was Rambo, and then you're over there, and from your perspective, it's completely different. And when we would come back from a dogfight, we would say, this was, of course, before PowerPoint and all that stuff, and we would say that the first one to the dry erase marker board won because that's the one who's going to write down his view of reality. You can rest assured that I'm going to write down that I won. 
I love when you draw all these weird squiggly board. pictures of what happened. <laughs> right. Of course, now you have gun camera and HUD film and all that stuff, so uh, it's harder to pretend that you won when you didn't. But so we're talking about getting real. We're talking about uh, getting outside of ourselves. And uh, before the break, I said, in my last work in the Marine Corps, I was in uh, the Commandant of the Marine Corps Safety Division, and we looked a lot at culture and safety culture. And I studied about open cultures versus closed cultures. And uh, as you know, with most companies, you would like an open culture because uh, information flows readily. It's not about the individual. It's uh, always about what is real, what's really happening. Open cultures have a very granular understanding of the actual problems. They empower their people to report, and then they are actually trying to solve the problems that exist as opposed to uh, pretend solving problems that don't really exist because in a closed culture, management has this one perspective and they're going down with that perspective, but they haven't opened themselves up. And I think sometimes in our personal lives, if we don't open ourselves up to truly look into the mirror of Scripture, then we end up in a place where we're playing church. We're not in uh, the soul-refining work of Jesus Christ. And so he has no choice but to escalate. Because if you're still on the sofa with the remote control, I'm going to have to keep doing stuff to eventually get you off the sofa mm-hmm. where you're willing to do the work that I put you on this planet to do. What do you think about all uh, that? Um, absolutely. That is um, that is something that we, uh, if our salvation is from the Lord, if he is our salvation, and again, like I said earlier, if our uh, the end in Romans eight twenty nine is that we look like Jesus, there's got to be some means to that end, and sometimes the Lord's really going to have to get our attention in order uh, to make that a reality for us to grow, to learn, and to develop, and um, having other people in our lives to speak into us, partner with us to help us grow is a huge part of becoming more like Christ. Yeah, yeah the author and finisher of our faith. faith. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big gap from where we are to looking like right. Jesus. We That's talk right. a lot about the gap in coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's something. I don't know if you think this is fair. And, and friends, um, feel free to email us at courageouschristianity at gmail.com with your thoughts. I'd love to know those thoughts. Uh, absolutely. But my feeling is, as a little man on this little planet, in this little culture where Satan has been lying since Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. We have been lied to about so much for so long. I cannot trust my perspective. And so I think that's the first realization is the humility to say, I can't trust myself because as far as I'm concerned, I'm winning every dogfight I'm in. How do we get there, Pastor Alec, to that place where like, okay, my perspective is not the perspective that I need to be paying attention to. Well, it takes humility. It takes yeah. humility to, to reach that point. And given uh, if we are left to our own devices, um, our pride is going to creep up yeah. and we are going to think that we're awesome, we're the best, whatever we do, whatever we say is correct. And that's simply not true. You think about Philippians 2 um, and the mind of Christ that's described there. It says, looking not to your own interests, but to the interests of others, considering others more important than yourself. And so it takes a Christ-like humility to reach the point where 
you are open to <laughs> understanding that you might be wrong about some things and you need some coaching, you need some help. And even if we think we might be kind of on the way to that perspective, we probably need to still look at the mirror. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, I read an interesting article about uh, why amateurs think they're better than they are. Mm. And the reason is because an amateur thinks that, uh, pick a subject, photography. An amateur thinks that photography is comprised of five things. And so if he's doing three out of the five things, he thinks he's doing pretty good. But a professional knows the nuances and the composition and the lighting. And for the professional, photography is comprised of 6,000 things. And he knows 2,000. So he knows a ton more than the amateur, but he is well aware of what he doesn't know. And I was reading in Tozer today, and Tozer was saying that when he was first a Christian, he thought he was doing pretty good. Right. And it wasn't until he understood the faithfulness and the righteousness and the justice of God that he realized how far he was falling short. And then he said that's when he started to become the man that he was supposed to be. That's right. That reminds me of a, a quote that I love. A guy named Sam Alberry says something like, uh, I realize that maturity in the Christian life is needing Jesus more, not less. Mm. So our natural human instincts are going to say, when I reach a certain point, then I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be good. I won't need Jesus as much if I'm more mature in my faith. And in reality, it's the opposite. The more we grow in Christ, the more we realize we need him because of our sinfulness. Yeah, that's a little bit. Um, I had a similar thing happen recently when I was just really upset with the world. And I think I came home and I said to Christy, I feel like I'm really upset about this. And the more I'm like Jesus, the more I would be upset about this. But at the same time, if I was more like Jesus, then I would still be at peace, in joy, knowing that God has it, and I just have to walk out the process. Right. Is, is, is that a similar thing with the being more mature? Yeah, I, I think so. And that it just takes, you reach a point where you say, okay, I just have to trust the Lord in this and take the next step, whatever that looks like. That really is such the key, that trust factor. And I'm even reminded in the coaching environment, how you can be vulnerable because, uh, you are in a safe space with a coach and a confidential space and you couldn't get a safer place than with Jesus. Right. Yeah. I, I said it on, I think the show with Wendy Geikema, there is no condemnation in Christ friends mm. for people who believe that in Jesus. Uh, I think not only is his love unfathomable, that he would love us and give himself for us while we were yet sinners. That means he was asking nothing of us that he didn't understand was the human condition, except just be a little bit better. And so in that journey to be a little bit better, we say, let's debrief. And how can I be more like Jesus? And where am I wrong? And I've said this before, uh, I think when I was, I, I started saying it when I was a captain on the Airbus, 
and I would show up to fly with another airline pilot. Maybe I'd never flown with the person before. And I would say this as like the first thing I would say, you're never going to believe what I'm about to tell you, but I promise you it's true. I am so concerned with doing right that I don't mind being wrong. Hmm. So if you see me doing something wrong, just let me know. Because the sooner I know I'm wrong, the sooner I can get right. Yeah. Does that ring for you? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a perfectionist by nature and uh, I want to do everything right. And this whole, just be better is really my mentality. But when I can, when I can kind of break out of that a little bit and say the purpose of my desire to improve and want to be better when it comes to just me as a dad, uh, a husband, a pastor, um, if my heart set is right in that, um, and I can be humble and, and want to grow, then that really helps. So then I'm able to receive the coaching. If my heart's in the right spot, mm. I can receive people pointing things out. And instead of being defensive and being like, no, 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 I'm right. Right. Um, I can, I can think, you know what? You're right. I needed to hear that. Now, what steps do I need to take to improve? Yeah. Christy introduced me to that expression uh, about the need to be right. She she would say, if you can let go of the need to be right, and it's almost like if you just think that to yourself right this second, take a deep breath. I know that I'm a flawed little man in a very confusing, difficult world, and if I can let go of my need to be right, and then you take the deep breath and you let it go, and then you just say, Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. I, I commend myself to you. Show me, guide me, and teach me. And that's actually an incredibly peaceful place Mm -hmm. because it's a very stressful place to live in the need to be right. Right. What you're actually doing is you're letting go of that needy energy. And so if uh, it's rolling around in my head right now how that all applies to Jesus. But we can be so confident in him. There are all our needs are met that we we don't need that needy energy. So we can sit back and be like, all right, bring it on. Well, it's a place for it's a place of freedom. Amen. As well, yeah. it's it's for yeah. freedom that Christ set us free, and like we already quoted Romans eight one, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Amen. Jesus. So it's like, oh, I don't I don't have to carry around it's not the all me. pressure and yeah. the weight of having to be right. I can I can lay it down and then say, all right, how can I look more like Jesus today? Mm. Yeah. Very exciting, friends. If you are taking that deep breath and the big exhalation. And if you are letting go of that need, knowing that the world teaches us everything backwards. And so in the world, we've mostly only known conditional love, but in Christ, we have unconditional love. And so if you can give yourself over to that, then in the next segment, you will really be happy because we're going to talk a lot about how we get better. Stay with us. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. 
I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're speaking with Pastor Alec Brunson of Pillar Church in Conroe. And... We are wrapping up our series asking the question, are you coachable? And so we've talked about elite teams debriefing relentlessly in their search to just be better. And as Christians, if we can let go of the need to be right and let go of a lot of the world's influence, we can bring ourselves to the feet of Christ, the perfect coach, and ask that he lead us to be the people that he knows and he made us to be. And so 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 says, Train yourself to be godly. And so I think back on John chapter 1, where for those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Those two scriptures together speak to the fact that it's a process— And the becoming is work, and the training yourself to be godly should be work. And so how does that work look, and are we willing to do the work? Mm -hmm. So the question I pose to Pastor Alec is, does God provide a way for us to do the work, to learn that, and to walk out a path that will bring us closer to him? Absolutely. Well, it started out again earlier in the show with Romans eight twenty nine and being conformed to the image of Jesus being the end goal of our faith. We will look completely like Jesus one day. But how do we get there from here? And one of the ways that Jesus um, has made clear for us is what we might call the spiritual disciplines. We quoted First Timothy 4, 7. I memorize that as discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And that word discipline is actually the root word where we get gymnasium. It's where we get gym. It's kind of a sweaty word. It's hard work. <laughs> um, and so that's that's what we're talking about, where when we're talking about 
improving, when we're talking about looking more like Jesus, the spiritual disciplines is really what we might say the primary way that God has lined out for us to become more like Christ, which we know is um, in our future. And probably number one of the spiritual disciplines is scripture reading. And what we have contained in our Bibles is the word of God. It is inspired. It is God breathed. And so we have God's word with us. And so giving ourselves to it and reading it is the primary way that we can look more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah. I like that all scripture is God breathed and is suitable for training, Mm -hmm. rebuking, chastisement. And so should we be upset if there is that little bit of uh, how you would say between the world and what Jesus wants us to be. There's a little uh, conflict there where I want to feel okay. I want the world to like me. Jesus is trying to do something else with you. And so there will be a bit of a a sheer, a tearing uh, as we let go of the world and the need to be liked and decide instead we want Christ and his truth. I think it's the, in that letting go that can be so hard if you if you don't have practical applications to get you there. So we may say we want this freedom, right? But it, it's kind of elusive. How do you get there? You hear we hear these Christians talk about wanting freedom, right? Or, or having this freedom, and it's like, okay, how is reading a scripture going to help me get there? But I have to. I've been loving this, and we were talking about the gym earlier, so we probably also have to talk about soap. Because you have to take a shower afterwards, there you go. right? Yeah. So is that a good lead-in to that? Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so Pastor Alec shared with us a a, a how of um, kind of how to help us on our journey of reading scripture, and I've I've been practicing it, and it's an acronym. And it's in an the Marine Corps, we love so, acronyms. There you yes, go, yeah, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's scripture, observation, application, prayer, and we in our theology class we practiced that on Psalm 131. And the thing that I got out of it, when I read this scripture, I observed it. I had observations that came up and then the application of it and then the prayer for it. Uh, 131, it talks about, it says this, my heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Um, and I don't know if we've said that already or we're going to say it again. It's That's worth the moment saying. of truth. Well, there you go. I have a little foreshadowing yeah. here. But what I heard in here from a coaching perspective is that, you know, we want this freedom. Um, God tells us to read the word, but it's like, what does this all mean? When we go through this uh, process, we can hear from him. And what I heard was sometimes we have to quiet the body first. So my eyes were not haughty. So quiet the eyes, quiet the heart. And so you can actually hear him talk to you through scripture. Mm -hmm. Pastor Alec. Okay. So that's soap, right? So that was Christie's example. I'll do one real quick in that uh, first Timothy chapter four, verse seven verse, train yourself to be godly. I'm a Marine. I like training. So my observation there is this is me using the tools of God to work on myself with his help mm-hmm. and uh, training myself to be godly. Well, I want to be more like that. So what's an application? The application for me is first I sit in the debrief of, well, am I doing right? Am mm-hmm. I doing enough? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, am I getting up early? Am I having quiet time? Am I preparing myself? Friends, before we went outside the wire in Afghanistan, we would get up and we would brief and we would rehearse our rules of engagement and our immediate action drills, and then we would go outside the wire to meet with the enemy. And in our private lives here at home, the enemy is no less relentless, and yet oftentimes we just leap out of bed and run out the front door, and then we find the world real hard. Yeah, true. And so that's my application is I've got to do the work, and then I would pray, Lord Jesus, be with me, protect me from evil. And help me to find my way to you. And so what we're talking here is a spiritual discipline, the first spiritual discipline, which is Bible reading. Mm-hmm. What's uh, next most important for you? Well, really 1A and 1B would be Scripture and prayer. They really go hand in hand. Um, prayer is a conversation. It's us speaking to God. And Scripture is the primary way that the Lord speaks to us. So this conversation with our Creator through Jesus is uh, is really kind of 1A and 1B of the spiritual disciplines that are forming us into the image of Christ. It's interesting the soap thing just came back around. In doing so, we're cleansed. Right. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, you're washing the world off of you. Um, uh, that is a brilliant... Uh, check you hey, out. Look, look at that. that. Nicely <laughs> done. That. So here's the thing, friends. There is no ex- uh, accepted list of spiritual disciplines. There are not these four things that you have to do because... There are many disciplines. Uh, I can think of 20 that I actually wrote down here in my notes. Different disciplines will appeal to you differently, but certainly we must begin with reading the Bible, because otherwise how do you know who you're praying to? And then praying, because that's where God will be your trainer and Jesus your coach, and they will point you in the direction of the work that needs to be done. And then you can use the other disciplines to do that work. So uh, just to list a couple others, for me, journaling is a big deal. I have my prayer journal. I take it to church, and I, or if I forget it, then I put the, <laughs> I'm, I'm showing Pastor Alec my notes from his last Proud sermon pastor moment. Yeah. yeah. And so this is just doing the work, um, and it's the most amazing process. Who doesn't want to be in that process? You're either becoming like the world because you're watching Netflix and Amazon and reading CNN and and not washing that stuff off of you or pouring everything through the filter of the Bible, or you're becoming more like Christ. It's one or the other. And the more you do it, the more you like doing it. It's like I'd rather just stay in the Bible all the time. Of course, unfortunately, there's the world that I have to attend to. Exactly, I mean, that discipline word, be talking about the gym, yeah. when you're living a healthy lifestyle, you actually enjoy doing it more. Right. And so you have to work that that muscle out. And the spiritual disciplines are no different than your physical discipline of going to the gym. So let me read through a quick list. We've been through a list before on a previous show, but I just want to read through a couple of things, and then I'm going to ask you which ones most resonate with you. Sure. So uh, in our dedicated quiet time, we have prayer, we have prayer, uh, reading the Bible, we're journaling, uh, studying passages of the Bible, going through soap, um, just being silent, uh, being quiet yeah. uh, is a big hard deal, <laughs> hard to turn off the world, uh, fellowship, simplicity. Uh, we heard earlier that Christ uh, is simplicity uh, because pure truth is simplicity. We have stewardship. The way we use our time, talent, and treasure, sacrificing things helps bring us closer to Jesus, worshiping, celebration, uh, serving. The other day I took an opportunity just to do an act of service because it made me feel like I was 
closer to Jesus. I'll tell you what it was. I was flying to uh, Tokyo, and uh, it was the near the end of my rest break, and I was getting ready to go back to the flight deck, and they were getting ready to come back, and I made uh, the bunks oh, for them with the clean nice. linen and all of that stuff. And uh, I did it more for me than them because it felt great. Okay, so spiritual disciplines, which ones are your uh, go-to places? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a little bit. I'm going to give you two. One, I can because I'm a pastor and I want to advocate for what you said, fellowship, um, mm. gathering with the people of God to worship Jesus, to hear the preaching of the word, your consistency and attendance in gathering so with important. the people of God every Sunday is going to be integral to your spiritual life. We can't do this alone. We're not meant to be lone Christians. That is an oxymoron. So that one is the most important. Another thing that we've been doing is on Thursday nights to Friday nights, I have been turning off my phone and spending a dedicated 24 hours just with my family and enjoying that time Mm. and really dedicating it to the Lord. And uh, it's really a way of practicing Sabbath. You know, there's freedom in Christ. You know, we're not really doing it uh, exactly the way that the Old Testament would line out. But that idea of disconnecting and enjoying where we're at has been a really special discipline in uh, in my family's life recently. Friends, this is a pivotal moment where we decide, do we want to be more like the world or more like Christ? We've talked about the fact that it's hard. We've talked about the fact that if we open ourselves to being just a little bit better, Jesus will help us. Stay with us. We will wrap it up for you in the final segment. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're having a great conversation, wrapping up our Are You Coachable series. And what just occurred to me is the idea that a Marine recruiter goes to a high school and he recruits a couple kids and they put their name on the dotted line. And then when it comes to going to boot camp, they don't all want to go. Only a couple of them want to go. And then they go to boot camp, and then they have infantry training, and then they find themselves doing the work of a Marine in combat. 
And what I'm thinking about there is, could you imagine if they didn't want to let go of their high school and their neighborhood and their previous occupations in order to go to boot camp and commit themselves to the work of becoming a Marine? And sometimes I think that we can ask Jesus into our lives, and then when it comes to doing the work— when it comes to turning our back on the world and doing the things that make us more like him, well, now we're not so enthusiastic. What do you mean I have to uh, try to observe the Sabbath? What do you mean I've got to let go of some of these things, uh, empty my heart to make room for Jesus in my heart? And that's when you find that some people don't want to do the work, and to the extent that they don't want to do the work, they will be unchanged. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's that is a, a massive um, challenge in in the life of the church broadly. Is um, we preach maybe a, a what we would call a truncated gospel. We say, hey, you know, believe in Jesus, and you'll uh, you know you kind of you get out of hell free card, and uh, and that's all it ever is. There's not much discipleship or ongoing. Um, you know, follow up and, and helping people take those next steps. So it it is a big problem, um, and people wonder why they're stuck in a rut. You know, they they wonder why their life is hard uh, when in reality they are not engaging in in the full life that that Jesus calls us to. It makes me think of a meme that I posted a long time ago, and it's a little kid on monkey bars. You know, and and I guess the image is of the hands on the monkey bars, and people can't see me here on the radio, but I have my hands up like you're on the monkey bars. To get to the next one, you've got to let go of the last one, and so that's the only way. That oh, that's moves, excellent. Moves for moves you forward, and you know, kids, that was super fun. And so maybe we don't find the fun in it, but really, it will move us forward. Well, Jesus says his 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 burden is the, the yoke is easy, his burden is light. Uh, yeah. But Amen. that means we have to unyoke from the world, like you're saying, Rich. Yeah, you cannot have two masters. Right. Uh, Christy likes to say something that I think makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I know what he's going to say. <laughs> she likes to say, "Take tiny baby steps," and I'm always like, "Duh, babies take tiny steps." So should I either take tiny steps or baby steps? But the point Meant that to I want to make is that we we do this with small steps. When I wanted to join the Marines, I started jogging a little bit, and then I would drop down and do some push-ups. And uh, I did it every day. I just said, I have to do something every day. And so if that do something every day is you praying to Jesus, talking to Jesus before you get out of bed, just saying, thank you for this day, help me to use it for your work, then that's a little something. And then maybe you'll want to know more about Jesus, so now you'll start reading your Bible more. And uh, then the joy of that will become an uplifting thing. Chris McCluskey, who one of the coaches who was on the show, he said, as we're talking about this change, ask the question, if I change this, what does it make possible? And so uh, the love of Christ, a relationship with Christ, it cannot be explained. And he also said, ask the question in reverse, if I don't change this, what's the cost? 
So the abundant life, I'm covered up in the world, I yeah. never made time for Jesus, and the abundant freedom, truthfully, I was just a tax-paying, hourly working fool, and uh, I just needed to let go of that previous monkey bar, and I could have been stepping forward. And then Wendy Geikema, uh, the first coach who we had on the show, I think what she said in two words encapsulates everything when she said, what's next? Mm. Growth mindset. Growth mindset, excitement about where Jesus can take you. Mm, yeah. And so, Pastor Alec, as we think about that, what are your final thoughts? You know, talking about what, what the previous two guests said, those are, those are really, really good um, points. And there's one, there's one kind of foundational piece that's been in my heart as we've been talking. And it's this idea that um, I remind our people of all the time, and it's that we have to preach the gospel to ourselves. And this, mm. we're, we're preaching through the Psalms this, this summer at, uh, at Pillar, and we're looking at Psalm 42 next. And it's a very interesting psalm. Uh, but two times in here, um, it is as if the psalmist is talking to himself. He says, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? And then he says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And uh, one of my ministry heroes is Martin Lloyd-Jones. And he says of this passage that most of our problems come from listening to our st- ourselves instead of talking to ourselves. And so we need to mm. remind ourselves of these truths. We need to preach the gospel to ourselves daily in order to have this kind of foundational moment where we are able to get out of bed with a mindset that's ready to go, reminded of who we are in Christ and what he's done for us. And now we can walk in freedom. Which goes back to the renewing of the mind. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Friends, I couldn't have said it better. I won't try and say it better, but I will <laughs> ask you to enjoy this moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth. And Christy already led us to this one. I'm going to repeat it because I think it's all encapsulating in the mental, emotional, and physical attitude, posture, uh, et cetera, that we bring ourselves to this relationship with Jesus and the possibilities. Again, Psalm 131. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself, and I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. I don't know if you've ever heard the expression, people judge you by the company you keep. Yep. And there's a reason for that. It's because the company you keep is the best indicator of who you're going to become. Pastor Alex said, don't forsake assembling together in the community of Christ, going to church. Why? Because if that's the company we keep, then more of the time we will be thinking about God, more of the time we will try to be the people that he wants us to be, and that will be our becoming. And so if you think about it, if you hang out with drinkers, you'll probably drink more. If you hang out with people who work out, you'll probably work out and eat healthy. If you hang out with worldly people, people whose reference for success and failure is what the world says is good and bad, well, you'll probably become more like the world. And Christy said you can use soap to wash it all off. <laughs> yes, to remind you, you of that acronym, soap is scripture, an observation about the scripture, the application of that observation, the Holy Spirit speaking to you through all of it, and then your prayer 
for what you're going to change next. So I think sometimes we try to impress the world, and we're doing what the world says is good and bad, and in fact, we hide from the truth, and we're not willing to peel back the onion because of the tears that will result. A lot of metaphors today. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of metaphors. But I think that becoming okay. is an exciting thing. And as we said earlier, you're either more like the world, uh, closed, unaware, self-righteous, self-reliant, compliant, and even slave-like, where you just do your little part in your little world and provided you don't make waves, everybody's happy with you. And if you haven't noticed, the world is failing. So covering the real you with layer upon layer of the world, to me, is just like a slow burial. If, on the other hand, you keep company with Jesus, if you're not too proud or too scared to be real with him, if you partner with him as one true coach in the becoming of children of God, calmed and quieted, like the scripture says, putting your complete trust in him, content with his very light yoke, then the abundant life and the freedom that you can only have with him is yours. Mm. And that would be the rebirth that he offers us. So let me ask you, are you brave enough to begin to open yourself to Jesus in a real way? Are you brave enough to begin that debriefing, getting better process where you just say, I'm going to use the spiritual disciplines. I'm going to start with little tiny baby steps. I was about to say it. Uh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> tiny baby steps. Tiny, tiny. <laughs> and, and to start bringing yourself to a real place. So um, do you want to be more like Jesus or more like the world? Pastor Alec said, preach the gospel to ourselves. Well, you can't preach what you don't know. So to look like Christ, to enjoy the pure freedom he offers us, to turn our backs on the failed schemes of the world and the enslavement of the world. It might seem easy, but we know it's not. We've been in it for a long time. We've been lied to for a long time. And at the same time, we can take steps to make ourselves more uh, coachable, to bring ourselves to Jesus. The question is, are we brave enough? Because that's courageous Christianity. Pastor Alec, Thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. It's been a great conversation. Time goes fast, friends, and uh, when you're taking tiny baby steps. I'm looking at Christy right now, teasing <laughs> Friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT The Word in Houston, Texas at kkht.com on your favorite podcast app. If you search for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow, at our new website, CourageousChristianity.today, yep. or any of these places where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify. Bye.